What's the state of the solar industry in Kansas City? We're going to talk about that today on Renew Gurus. Hello out there in podcast world. As I said already, this is Renew Gurus. My name is James Owen. I'm the executive director of Renew Missouri and the host of this podcast. <clears throat> we are not in the Columbia studios today. We are at the Kansas City office of Renew, Renew Missouri, which you may or may not know. We actually have a Kansas City office. Uh, Philip Frasica is producing today because he is our Kansas City regional director. Philip, say something, please. Thanks for listening. Happy to be here. We're happy you're here, too. Um, and uh, <clears throat> we're here because, uh, well, we have a lot going on in Kansas City. Um, and, you know, one of the things that we're working with is on the solar industry here. And we have a special guest on that. Uh, we have Keith Murphy with Rising Sun Solar. Yes, sir. Keith, hello. Thank you for coming on our podcast. Thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, so now um, you talk a little bit about your um, Talk a little bit about your business. How big are you? Where do you serve? Uh, yeah, let people know about, about Rising Sun a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. So we uh, focus our attention in the Kansas City market. Uh, primarily, we serve both Kansas and Missouri side. Um, so uh, we, we do approximately maybe two to three installs a week currently. Okay. Um, probably sometime within the next two or three months. Probably doubling that. Wow. So, so things are looking good. Things are looking good. Yes, absolutely. Now, we talk a lot about, and we talk to a lot of people who are like you and do work on both sides of the metro area. Mm -hmm. We hear a lot of doom and gloom about Kansas. Sure. Uh, you say you do some work over there. I mean, can you kind of we explain do. what's going on over there? Yeah. So, um, Years ago, I guess it, it was it was a different story. You know, it was it was much more similar to, to what we see in Missouri, as far as the the net metering program and the and the structures that, that that they have that allow people to go solar. But as we know, that that's changed a little bit recently. Right. Um, so, you know, maybe a, a couple years ago, or even even last year, forty percent of our business came came from the Kansas side. 60% uh, from the Missouri side. I'd say that's probably shifted to maybe 20% on the Kansas side and 80% wow. on the Missouri side. So we're still doing some work on the Kansas side. Um, it, it just takes, um, you know, uh, a, a little bit more education. And yeah. Any Anytime I see <clears throat> a challenge as an entrepreneur, as, as anyone with, you know, the type of mindset that we have to have in this industry, challenges are opportunities. Yeah. You know, so... There's a little more education. You have to kind of explain it as an opportunity rather than a challenge. Um, but but there's there's still people that uh, want to take advantage of all the benefits of solar. So yeah, and so for the people who are listening who might not be familiar with what we're talking about, a couple of years ago, Westar came into the Kansas Corporation Commission, which is the uh, regulatory equivalent of the Missouri Public Service Commission, and they asked for a rate design specific to solar customers. Their argument's always the same. Oh my gosh, this is unsafe. This is like putting so much pressure on our grid. Yada yada yada. And because and because Kansas doesn't have any safeguards statutorily for that, uh, Westar was granted that rate design. And so basically, 
they were able to charge solar customers a, an amount that was seen as being economically disadvantageous to putting solar on their rooftops. Am I getting that right? Yes, I, I think so. Yes. Yeah. So, and I know we've had fights over in Missouri where the utility companies, uh, particularly the rural co-ops, have been trying to get that law changed as well. It hasn't happened yet. And then the reason it's a big deal uh, with <coughs> Westar is because, I mean, when you're talking about the Kansas City metro area, um, on the Kansas side, there's like almost a million people that live over there. Yeah, it's a, it's a good chunk of the metro. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's also um, affluent. Sure, yes. Uh, you know, I, I, I've always heard people compare it to kind of the northern Virginia suburbs outside of D.C. It's like you have, I mean, Kansas City, Missouri has got a lot of nice neighborhoods, a lot of nice suburbs. Uh, but I, I tend to think that the, the belief is that if you, you know, have a lot of money and you're not worried about the Kansas City School District, you move to Johnson County. Yeah, and I mean, if, if, if you take a look at the businesses that are located over there. Right. You have, you have Garmin. You have Sprint, you know, so AMC theaters. Yeah, so there's, yeah. you know, there, there, there's a population of people over there that are that are educated, affluent, like you said, um, and and frankly, I mean, younger too, you know. So really, yes. it's, they're, they're, yeah. they're kind of, it's kind of our. If if we're gonna pick a demo, I mean, that's kind of the people that we want to be targeting. Those so. are your people, exactly. Yeah, yeah you know, and. Um, Unfortunately, what, what what we've seen happen is slow, slowed that down a little bit. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because I mean, you were kind of about talking about some of these major corporations over there. I mean, as a side note, one of the big issues that we've got in, in Missouri is there's always this poaching effect where Kansas is always trying to offer tax incentives for Missouri corporations to move there. Then Missouri tries to offer uh, incentives for them to move back. Yeah. And so you literally have this... You literally have this situation every couple of years where, like, there these large Fortune 500 companies are moving five blocks away just so they can get these tax benefits. Sure, yeah. So it's not uncommon. It's not uncommon, and so yeah, so you've got a market over there, and uh, Westar, which is now merged with Kansas City Power and Light, uh, they represent a huge part of that market. As a matter of fact, other than I think um, Wyandotte County has a county. Uh, has a county power company. EPU. Yeah, <clears throat> but uh, when you look at the rest of eastern Kansas, most of it is Westar. When you're not talking about co-ops. Yeah, I mean, and you, a, a, a large majority of, of that area is, is probably still with KCPL. Yeah. But oh, as, that's as, right. Yeah. Yeah, but 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 to be fair, uh, as as you mentioned, they're they're one and the same now. Yeah. So if if Westar does something that's likely going to be grandfathered into, yeah. uh, you know, KCPLs. I, I'm so used to trying to think of it as the same company. I mean, it still is important to remember that they still have certain territories that they service, and KCPL is a big chunk of Johnson County. Westar represents a lot of the other part of eastern uh, Kansas, and then KCPL, of course, on the Missouri side represents uh, pretty much other than Independence. All of the um, all of the big parts of Western Missouri, right? Yeah. yeah. So I, I'm trying to think like, oh yeah, it's Evergy. <laughs> yeah. But we still have different rules for each different location. I mean, heck, KCPNL on the Missouri side uh, still has to have two separate rate cases because they still have um, GMO, GMO yeah. uh, which they don't change like yeah. how they do that, which is weird. But you know, it's 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 a weird setup. 
Um, so yes, yeah, so you've got those things you're dealing with, but you say you're still doing work over there and it's, it's, you're just talking about education. How do you Educa educate people on that? <clears throat> yeah. So, I mean, you, you just kind of have to, you have to approach it, uh, uh, different. So the, the mindset we have when we look at anyone, regardless if you live in Kansas or Missouri, is we, we, we want to take a custom approach to design your system to meet your needs. Everyone's home is different. Right. Everyone's usage is different. You could have a 2,000-square-foot home, um, two, two, two homes that are exactly the same right across the street from one another, and one home can use twice as much electricity. Right. So right. regardless of, of where we are, we need to look at your uh, demand and figure out exactly how much you're using. That way we can size your system accurately. So we, we still do that in Kansas. We just, we just have to size it even, even more accurately and, and right. take into effect the, the uh, demand charges that are, that are now there. Um, and and it, it, is, it is really, I mean, we, I, I say it's an opportunity. I don't, I don't, I don't mean that. I don't, I, I don't say that to just kind of avoid the fact that this is, you know, kind of causing a, a, a yeah. disturbance. Yeah, you'd rather not deal with it. I would, I would <laughs> rather not deal with it, but, yeah. I, but I, I, I truly believe it is an opportunity. And from my perspective, uh, to be fair, if, if I was wearing someone else's shoes, I would say that this is, this is probably what, 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 what they have done to a certain degree um, is, is fair for, for a lot of people. Right, mm -hmm. and for 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 a lot of people, however, for for a lot of people, it is it is also unfair. Yeah. So, um, you know what 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 we try to do is 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 size systems more accurately in Kansas, and and what I mean by that is, um, you know, if 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 we can kind of dial down the amount of electricity you're using annually, that's good. Right. But what's better is dialing down how much electricity you use every single month, and if you're using good software. You can, you know, ba based off how many fan panels we can see we can fit on your roof, we can say, yo, you know, maybe you need a 5KW system versus a 7KW system based off your monthly usage because that varies every single month. Now with these demand fees, instead of shooting for, you know, 90 or close to 100% offset, which was what most people want, you know, we're, we're dialing that back down. I mean, maybe you want to go for close to an 80% offset. It's better to undersize versus oversize. Right. Um, so, you know, and, and, and there's certain things you can do where we're installing quite a few batteries. I mean, so that's, that's Are you talking about like Tesla? We, uh, we're not installing Tesla. Okay. Um, we're, we're installing, uh, LG chem batteries. Okay. Um, so LG chem, they, I mean, they're a, a huge battery manufacturer. They, right. They make lithium ion batteries for. Uh, you know, uh, Ford, BMW, Nissan, all right. their all their electric and hybrid vehicles. Um, so they're a, a massive manufacturer of these batteries, and it's it's the same batteries that are going in those vehicles that are that are now hanging up on on people's walls. Um, so what 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 we can do, and we've actually done quite a few of these recently. Um, we can we can program the batteries where instead of being just purely dedicated to um, to back up power, you know, like when, when the grid goes down, the battery kicks on and you have, you have power. Now we can do it, we can, we can program it to say uh, where it'll, it'll start discharging power to the home, or it'll start powering the home during hours two to seven, which is, which is where those demand fees kind of kick in. And then, you know, 
after two to seven, it'll it'll work on charging, and in the morning before two o'clock, it'll it'll work on re recharging that battery. So that way, you're using as much possible electricity as you can pull from the sun, yeah, and using all of that in in, in your home versus pulling from the grid. So how much? I mean, those batteries themselves. I mean, absent what you would do with your solar, how much are those running customers right now? Well, they're um, actually a lot more affordable than most people think. It's it's still definitely not cheap. Sure. Um, you know, I, I would much rather sell solar without selling a battery. Right. Um, because <laughs> yeah. with with a typical net metering agreement, uh, and I, I have this conversation with people every day, you don't, you don't need a battery. You, the utility company kind of acts as a battery, if, yeah. if you will. So. Um, batteries, though, um, I mean, a, a typical charge uh, is is maybe around eight thousand dollars. When when you oh, figure okay. in when you, when you figure in hardware, which is not just a battery, right? There's a battery, and then you have to you know you have to install dedicated uh, circuits and sub panels, and there's uh, you have to upgrade the inverter, you know. So um, there, there's there, there's a few things you're purchasing just you know, other than just the battery. If you're looking at just a battery, it's relatively inexpensive. I mean, you're talking about like maybe five five thousand dollars. Wow. So if, if you're a DIY guy and you can do it all yourself, I mean, it's 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 not, you know, it, it's not what it what it what it was. I mean we've we've come a long way um in, in just the last two years. I mean I, I couldn't I couldn't I couldn't buy a battery. But these things are I mean I'm going to say this figuratively. They're exploding. They're not literally exploding. Yeah. Right? They're, but you're seeing a lot more people, like, you're seeing the technology get to where these are much more accessible for people. Mm -hmm. The price is coming down as a result of that. I mean, you know, when you look at the crystal ball a couple of years from now, because <clears throat> you've seen this increase in the past couple of years. Yes. Do you think this is going to be something that's going to be, you know, people are going to, like, see this as being something that they really need? Well, I, I, and I mean, me, me personally, I think the, um, I think what's happening on Kansas is going to be one of the biggest drive, one of the biggest drivers for uh, the adaptation of storage, because yeah. you know, and and really, I mean, the the utility companies by fighting it rather than. Uh, uh, Rejoicing it, I guess they're maybe embracing that's embracing it. Em, embracing solar, yeah. Know? Not necessarily that they're fighting it, but um, oh, you know, I think they're fighting it. <laughs> well, yeah. So they're. I mean, not, you can you can say they're not fighting it, but we can say they're fighting. It. Okay, well, <laughs> whatever you want to say, however you want to say it, they're kind of shooting themselves in the foot because if if you do something that is going to increase demand for storage, yeah. if someone can produce their own electricity store their own electricity, use it whenever they want, why do they need dis distributed electricity anymore? It's a good question. They don't. And, 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 and we're coming to a point where solar is almost like, if, if you know solar, it's already affordable. Like that's, right, that's kind of right. given. It pencils mm -hmm. out. I've, I've met with wealth managers and people that are just, show me the dollars and cents, and they buy solar. So... You, you can't have an argument with me that, that solar doesn't pencil out. We're getting to a point where solar plus battery pencils out. When you have that, you, you, the, the, the utility company is going to have a real problem on their hands. I mean, I think, this is, I think this poses as much of a problem to utility companies as, like, say, cell phones did to the Bell system. That's a, yeah, that's a, that's a very common and, and, and extremely uh, accurate. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so I think either the utility companies have to get 
in that market or they are going to get destroyed by it. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I think that's interesting because, yeah, I mean, they, they've been trying to kill. I mean, this is what every industry does. They see a threat. They see a challenge. So they just try to squash it. Right. Absolutely. Uh, they've seen solar uh, distributive generation <clears throat> as a threat. They've tried to squash it. They've tried to kill it. But ultimately, that stuff, that ingenuity and that innovation is going to beat them. Absolutely. It, it, I mean, it always does. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's, there's only, I mean, the, the, the writing's on the wall. I mean, give, give a lot of credit where credit's due. I mean, these, these utility companies and, and, and the entire grid is, um, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a modern marvel. I mean, I mean, of, it, of course, it, it, I mean, it's, it's, there's ha having electricity by the flip of a switch has done more for this country than oh, it, yeah. anyone can say. I mean, that's, it's, it's a huge it's a huge feat, but uh, but things continually improve, and I I think this is one of the things where it's almost it, it it's not it's not anything more than there's probably a better way to do this. Yeah, and I mean, I think and, that's what we're kind of kind of running into. And I don't say this stuff to minimize. Yeah, I don't say this to minimize what the utility companies do, what they've done, but the reality is that you know. <laughs> It's it's just that you know we kind of are living with the modern utility system that has been for about a hundred and ten years right. or so. Yeah, hundred and ten years ago it was, oh my gosh, right? Yeah, like, what is this? Is the coolest thing? Yeah, ever. I mean, so like the, the fact that it's going to it's going to evolve. I mean, everything like that evolves. Technology right. is not static. Yeah. Otherwise, I mean, you know, I think uh, <laughs> there's a great episode of Thirty Rock. I think where. Uh, Tina Fey's boyfriend was like running a uh, like a pager store or something, and he's like, "Well, you know, technology is cyclical," and she's like, "No, technology is the opposite of cyclical. Yeah, <laughs> we right. don't go back to old yeah. technology." Absolutely. That was a yeah. long. That was a long way of getting to my point. Yeah. Sorry. No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> I get it. I get yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so you are so you're doing this work. You're seeing. Uh, your work changed a little bit. You mm -hmm. were just all solar. Now you're solar and storage and everything else. I mean, so I mean, you. So, so the question I have is, I mean, what do you? I mean, what what drives you to do all of this? What's what's driven you to like get into this industry? Yeah. What drives you to keep furthering it? I mean, what 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 is that? What where does that come from? So, I mean, um, I. I read a book in college, and I, I took a, um, uh, I can't remember what exactly the class was, but it was some environmental studies class, okay. and I was required to read read this book, and I was I was a good student, I was not a great student, but this, is one, on the, one? this is one of the books <laughs> that I actually read, and read thoroughly, and didn't just, uh, you know, get the get the notes online um <laughs> but uh it, it it really it really hit me on on many different levels it's a the, the book and i highly encourage everyone to read it. it's called hot flat and crowded oh um, by thomas friedman yeah yes i, I that, read it that that book that book really kind of um was what sparked all of, i mean it, it really kind of pushed me it's like man I, I gotta i have to get involved like i don't i don't, I don't know how right but I know this is something that I'm interested in, and it, it, it's not, and it's not all doom and gloom. I mean, that book talks about climate change. It, it talks about a lot of different things mm -hmm. that you know really kind of resonate with me. Jobs. Um, I mean, it, it does talk about climate change a, a lot too. Um, but but there are so many different things that 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 we're doing that that everyone is benefiting from 
and and so that 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 book kind of got me that 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 sparked it that was my spark right yeah and for people who don't know John he's a he Friedman is a is a, a columnist for the New York Times he's written a bunch of books but one thing I've noticed when he talks about climate change he doesn't talk about it in a vacuum you know he talks about the dis- he talks about how it displaces people how like you see more refugees you see more immigrants as a result of climate change you see a scarcity of of resources, which then leads to more conflict, which leads to more war, and yeah. and he kind of talks about it in like a bigger picture. Oh, it's, thing. So, it's it's way bigger picture. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not just you know, right. it's not just this one thing. It's it's so many, and so it's a ripple effect. Right? Yeah, which is why I kind of like you know about what we do at Renew Missouri, and like you know when we talk to people like you, and we talk to other people who are like you know small running their businesses, small businesses, and everything else. Yeah, we're an energy group, but there's all these other impacts on housing, on the economy, on workforce development. This touches so many other things. And right. So just to say that, oh, we're an environmental group or an energy group, this is not accurate. This, this, this policy we work on and these issues we talk about has this ability to touch so much other stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. And, I, and I think that's what he gets, and it's interesting that that was something that was inspiring to you as well. It was, yeah. And so when I when I when I graduated college, it was uh, you know it was um, it was something that I that I knew I had an interest in, I, but I but I didn't know where to go or what to do about yeah. it. So um, uh, my, my my first job out of college actually was. Uh, working part time for uh, Pure Power, which is an Ameren program oh. in St. Louis. We've heard of Ameren, haven't we, Philip? We have. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah so explain to people what what is what is Pure Power? You were working for them. So it's it's been a few years. So I mean, I I, I may need some help, but they um, they their 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 whole premise is they offer a um, these packages or these blocks, I guess is is what they call them, where you can. You can purchase uh, wind energy from wind farms in the state yeah. of Missouri. So you're supporting wind in the state of Missouri. Right. You add that wind energy, that said wind energy, to the grid. Right. When you add more wind energy to the grid, the grid is a finite thing, right? So Series of tubes, I like to call it. Correct. So when you when you <laughs> add more wind, therefore you can add you have less space for coal and right and other things so ultimately it's a good thing but my job was to convince people to pay an extra i don't remember i don't know exactly a subscription charge it, it was like 10 15 20 bucks a month depending on how much electricity they wanted to add to the grid and obviously there's no guarantee that you're getting that wind energy it's it's not being supplied directly to you per se uh-huh. um, it's just being added to the grid so that was my first kind of introduction and what I realized very very early on is uh, I mean it's good people people want to do that right but people also everyone asked me well I, I kind of like what what can I do for my house uh-huh. and I was like why well, I, I don't really have a unfortunately I can't really help I me mean, it's more that. of an altruistic thing you want to feel good about paying a, a premium it, 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 it is yeah. to to get more wind energy to the well, it's it's a good thing. I mean, you know, we 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 were just talking about jobs and stuff like that. So right. it's not. I mean, there are people that work on wind farms in the state yeah. of Missouri, and you are supporting that. So, and and you are, and we are. The more wind that's added to the grid, we are offsetting uh, uh, fossil fuels. So that it's it, it's all good. However, you know, by the, there was always a thought in my head there there has to be a better uh, solution. 
and uh, that's kind of what led me into pursuing a career in uh, uh, solar. Okay, solar so, industry, so so uh, when did, okay, so you said you did this after you graduated from college. When was that? I'm not trying to date you. I'm just trying no, that's to fine. I, I graduated from Iowa State University in uh, 2011. 2011. Okay, yeah. so Peer Power was back in 2011. This is before this pre this predates my time in energy policy, which mm-hmm. is only <laughs> three years I've been mm-hmm. doing this. Um, uh, because like right now, what what Ameren, Missouri has now, they have something they're calling community solar, mm-hmm. where they're selling blocks sure, yeah, of exactly. this to uh, to customers, which right now they've, they've they've done. They've filled up. I mean, they're basically trying to do it where they can build a, a megawatt uh, of so, uh, solar facility, which I think they're trying to do out at the Lambert Airport. Yeah, and um, they've had success with it. I mean, people yeah. have been willing to do it. Um, and they've got a waiting list now, so if they start another megawatt facility, they can start getting people on that. I mean, you know, the way Renew Missouri has pursued this, because we've been supportive of that. We supported it when they were applying for it. We're supportive of trying to get people to do it. But ultimately, I always, my, my perspective is it's good <clears throat> if you want to support this, but you, like, live in a condo. Or sure, you rent. yeah, yeah. There, are, there are good applications. Yeah. That makes sense, yeah. Yeah, was that what you were trying to do with this pure power thing? Um, I was, I was just trying to get my foot in the door in the renewable energy industry. Yeah. And my, my, uh, and it, I guess to answer your question, what, what I was, I mean, I, I was talking to everyone, mm-hmm. and this was too, this was, you know, this was uh, uh, seven, eight years ago now, right? So, yeah. you yeah. know, that the, the 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 landscape here in the Midwest of the solar. Uh, residential industry has changed dramatically. Right. You know? um, one one of the biggest problems I had was when I kind of made the decision that I wanted to, you know, do a, a more like full time actually work for someone who's installing, uh, you know, some some sort of re- renewable energy. Um, I I had a I had a heck of a time finding any companies that were not only just existed, or, mm-hmm. but but also that were that were hiring. You know, so um, I ended up, um, I ended up moving down to uh, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, uh, working for a company headquartered out of uh, Dallas, Texas, Um, and that was kind of where I cut my teeth in uh, in, uh, solar. And when did you start Rising Sun? I started Rising Sun uh, about four years ago now. Okay, so like probably like 2015. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Um, any reason you picked Kansas City, or is that just where you were? Or? Yeah, so I mean, um, I uh, some, somewhere along the line, I, I, I ended up in Kansas City for um, uh, for a little while, and, and my family moved here. I'm, I'm originally from the St. Louis area, right? Um, but uh, my my sister, my nieces, and my mom uh, moved to Kansas City. Okay, um, and I was it, it was actually kind of a, a, a little serendipitous um I, I i was working in tampa at a t- at the time the company that i was working for in baton rouge i was in charge of opening an office in tampa uh-huh. and i came home for thanksgiving um and uh on my flight home from kansas city to tampa um i was sitting next to a guy that was wearing a royal shirt so i started talking oh. about what the royals are doing i think they did pretty good that year i think they 2015 yeah yep. that's they when a, they won the world series right yeah. philip Yep. Yeah, that, that okay. a pretty good year that, that, that year, so we were, we, were, we were talking about that, um, and uh, it turned out that this guy had a brother who worked in the industry. Yeah. So, 
called the guy up. Um, he got me a job, and I moved back home to Kansas City. Ah. Um, I worked for that company for about three months before I started Rising Star. Okay. Yeah. And now here we sit. Here we sit. Yeah. <laughs> and, and one thing uh, we were talking about that kind of caught my attention that I thought was interesting is when we were off mic, we were talking a little bit about you're looking at potentially doing your own podcast. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I believe. Am I spoiling any secrets here? Uh, you're not. No, okay. it's. I mean, it's 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 definitely something that's uh, T T B D. So okay, uh, we're, we're we're still trying to figure that out. But I'm 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 a huge believer in uh, in content. So I yeah, I, I love what you guys are doing. I mean, the the more information we can provide and the more education. Uh, the free education that we can give to people, yeah, I think the speedier and the um, the 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 easier it will be to help people go solar. I, I don't the the primary reason why I think I've been successful with uh, Rising Sun uh-huh. is because I've taken a different approach, and it, it sounds cliche, but but I if you are a consultant and if you educate and if you treat people with respect. Those are the type of people, or the, those are the type of people you, you you want to purchase products from. It goes a long right. way. Right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. so yep. what I what I what I talked about taking a little extra time with the folks in Kansas to design their system even that much more accurately. Yeah. Right. That's what I've done from the beginning, and I've, you know, I've I've found success, and uh, um, uh, so that's 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 what we're continuing to yeah to try to emulate. Yeah. Yeah, because it's interesting because you're kind of like it, you kind of were, were pitching it a little like it's a frequently asked question thing, and it kind of made me wonder uh, because obviously you'll get into more detail on it. Like, what's one question? What's the one misrep? Like, kind of the one misunderstanding that people have that you run into the most that when you talk to people about solar or they're thinking about doing it. Yeah. What's What's one of the biggest challenges you have when you when you just talk to people? Like, what are they What are they? It's, it's about? just It's just understanding how solar works. The The most common question. That I get, and we've already talked. We've, we've talked about batteries a lot, right? Right. So, in which, which again, like we we install quite a few batteries, but I would say maybe probably ninety percent of our installs don't have batteries. Right. So, one of the most common questions where we have to start educating is we will get someone that'll ask, "Where do I put my batteries?" or "What what where does everything get stored?" And then yeah. you have to explain how net metering works and how you don't need batteries and. Um, you know, batteries are primarily a source of backup power. At least they have been, but we've talked about that you can program them to, to benefit it or uh, uh, benefit you financially as well. Right. Um, so it, to, to answer your question, batteries. It's probably the, the biggest misconception huh. that you need batteries. Right. You don't. You don't. You don't need batteries. One, yes, Philip. Would be yeah. uh, interesting to hear about. Do you know if there's a difference in payback? For someone in Kansas, if they had the battery or didn't, or has there been a big change oh. in the demand charge and payback? Good question. Yeah, that is a good question. Um, I, I, <laughs> I think that that is one scenario where now, now that we have demand fees in, in Kansas, right. that, that is a scenario where a, a battery backup solution actually will benefit you financially. Okay. So um, as far as running the numbers of, of, of the ROI with and without a battery, um, I, I'd say it's probably close. You know, it's it's still probably gonna maybe a, a battery might push off the ROI an extra year or two. I mean, you're not you're not talking about a lot. You know, it's it's not uh, it's it's not a it's not a crazy number, um, but uh, using it as a as a uh, a, a, fi- a a tool to use more of that electricity and avoid the demand fees 
is definitely going to help speed that that ROI up. So I would say it's it's probably close, um, but the long term benefit is is obviously greater now if, if you have a bad right. win in uh, Kansas. Right. Okay. So. Yeah. I mean, so I mean, because I, I I do think you know ever since I've started this job and ever since I've been in energy policy, there's just a lot of there is a lot of misperceptions out there about renewable energy in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, ultimately, I think people don't really quite understand how much control they can have over their own power. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and, you know, I think people just see it as being too complicated or it's too expensive. But ultimately, in the end, you can really simplify it for people and you can you can show how it's actually really economically beneficial for them. Yes. And that's one of the things that I always try to do with this is try to put this into a perspective of dollars and cents because ultimately that's what people are – Always going to be worried Absolutely. about. Absolutely. Is their 100%. budget and their money and everything else. And so. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and we, we have really great tools that, that we use to help educate and to design these systems. So when we, when we meet with homeowners, it's not like we're just throwing a dart at a, you know, at a, at a dartboard and saying, oh, maybe, you know, hopefully this is what you need. Right. It's, 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 it's not that case. We, if, if we know how much electricity you use every single month, we can size a system that is that is going to be very accurate. Right. Um, the ma- solar production is is math, right? Yeah. How, how many hours of sunlight do you get? Well, we know that based off historical data. Yeah. Um, and obviously, where you live—if you live in Phoenix, Arizona versus Seattle—you know, you, you get a little bit more sunlight, right? right? So. Based off uh, where we live, it's just an algorithm, right? Yeah. What direction? Oh, yeah. What what direction is the panels? Are, are are the panels facing? Right. What size of system is it? Where are you located? Um, uh, you know, and, and, and based off that, we we get very accurate production estimate uh, estimates for for every single month of the year. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so it's it's almost it's almost like you. You, you see people and you're sitting with them and you turn your computer around and they're like, oh, wow, that's, I, I had no idea. You right. know, you, you can really dial it down that, that close. And, and it, it is close because I, I, we, have, we have monitoring. So we can go back and see how much electricity people are actually producing. And I go back with every homeowner two or three months after we've installed and I check to make sure how our production estimate is lining up with, with, with oh, what okay. they're actually producing. And it is close. I mean, it's it's you yeah. Know, there there are so many variables, right? We we could have, you know, a, a January like we had this January where there was snow, um, more snow in a month than we've had in the previous like eight years combined, or whatever, <laughs> yeah. whatever yeah. that whatever that was. Yeah. But you you can't control those things, right? But if if you have an average month, average months are going to mean your production is going to be accurate based off the estimate, right? So. Um, those those things help uh, help us, you know, kind of through through through, through the process, um, and, and that's really where we are with um, mo- with uh, modern modern solar today. It's wow. It's just yeah. a matter of getting in front of people, uh, designing the systems for them, um, and you know, more often than not, it's it's uh, it's something that people want to do. So wow. Well, I mean, all of this. I mean, it sounds like you've really got this figured out, and you're trying to provide information for people and trying to give them like you know the knowledge they need to do this i mean kind of to wrap up because i know we're, we're kind of bumping against our time sure. philip's going nuts over here trying to tell me to stop <laughs> he is uh <laughs> what what uh how do people get a hold of 
rising tide. Yeah, so um, visit our website. Uh, it's uh, www.risingsun.solar. Risingsun.solar. .com. They are running out of dot coms. So <laughs> risingsun.solar. Wow, wow, okay. Remember the dot solar, risingsun.solar. You will get to our website. Um, plenty of good information. There's testimonials, there's case studies, there's videos. Um, there's appointment scheduling links. I mean, there's uh, 20 different ways you can contact us. Uh, Facebook, uh, we're on the Twitter, we're on Instagram. Oh, you're on Twitter. We are, yeah. What's your Twitter Remember handle? Um, you know what? You. I think it's I think it's at Rising Sun EPC. Rising and Sun EPC. EPC for those who don't know is wow, wow. Uh, acronym for Energy Performance Contracting, which is Ooh, okay. a very industry specific term that most people don't know. That's why we changed our name to uh, Rising Sun Solar. So I see. Uh, we were Rising Sun EPC, and no one knew what the EPC meant, and it was always something we had to explain. Oh, I so, found you. There you go. Yeah, yeah, you are Rising Sun EPC. There you go, and I'm pretty sure that's probably Instagram too, and mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure that's also uh, what it is on Facebook as well. So, oh, well, you just got a new follower. Cool, awesome. Uh, so hopefully, you all out there, if you're on Instagram and Twitter, you'll follow them as well and reach out to them if you're in the Kansas City area or wherever their footprint is. Uh, Keith, thank you very much for being here. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. And thank you all for listening. We want to know if you enjoyed this podcast. We would ask for you to share this on your social media platforms, as well as all your listservs and all the groups you're involved with. If you want to subscribe to us on Spotify or iTunes, we'd ask you to do that as well, because that's how we measure who listens to this. And write a review. Not a bad one, because we don't really care about those, but a good review. So in the meantime, my name is James Owen. This is Renew Missouri. You're listening to Renew Gurus. And hey, folks, keep reaching for the stars.